think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Back now with a record number of migrants crossing into the U.S., pushing resources to the limit in many American cities. Now hospitals are sounding the alarm, saying they're also overwhelmed, including some far from the border. Julia Ainsley has our report. Tonight, the border crisis surging. Officials telling NBC News there were over 200,000 illegal crossings at the southern border last month. And a record 3 million migrants crossed the border in the last year. Now, a new warning, a thousand miles away in New York City, where officials tell us resources are overwhelmed. Across public hospitals in New York City over the last year, nearly 30,000 visits by migrants and 300 new babies born to migrant moms. 300 new babies born to migrant moms, which means they're born in the U.S., and those babies, thank God they're born. I wouldn't want them aborted, but they are now automatically U.S. citizens, which means if there's ever an effort to deport illegals, even if they're involved in gang activity, you got to think about the children that have been born to these mothers. And here we have a report from NBC News how bad it's getting in New York. You know what? They just didn't seem to care, did they? They did not care one bit when it was all consuming the border states. California, of course, was getting some of it, but they welcomed it. They said, we're a sanctuary state, a sanctuary city. And now they're being inundated more than they expected even because Texas has been good at securing its border. They tried to put up buoys across the Rio Grande Valley, a Rio Grande River, I should say. If you're going to enter Texas from Mexico, you have to cross the border, the Rio Grande. Well, the federal government sued to get those buoys out of the water, saying it might entrap people and endanger them, as if being brought to the border by drug cartels, and who knows what the hell happened on that route to those children in those in those gatherings being brought by the cartel, now they're in danger just trying to get across the river, right? And, of course, then Texas put up razor wire. And, again, the government went to court to get them to get it back, take it down. Well, they moved it back to state-owned land and private-owned land. So illegals are finding you can't get across that way, so they're going farther to the west. It's not stopping it, but on top of that, those that do get through, especially if they get into Texas or Florida or some other place are often being sent, possibly by their own choice, to New York City or Chicago or D.C. They want to be part of the blue cities, the blue sanctuary states. Don't you just love it when the progressive lib approach to how to deal with things not only blows up in their face, but bites them in the butt? Thanks for joining us. Here we are, Feb 22, 2024. The first hour or two of Larry Connors USA, back-to-back for you. We're here Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. If you miss any program, you can go catch the podcast, both audio and video. Yes, we're streaming video. I'll tell you about that in a moment. You can catch either podcast at LarryConnorsUSA.com or LarryConnorsUSA Facebook. Now, mentioning video, we are, when we're on the air, streaming video for you. And it's available at News Talk STL, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, Larry Connors USA, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble. So you can watch, listen, at your pleasure if you need to, and then share with others. I strongly encourage you to share. As bad as it's getting in New York City, that NBC News feels compelled to do a story on how bad it is, I mean, you know, it's got to be bad for them to sit around the editorial meeting at NBC News and say, I don't think we can ignore this much more. Well, you think you can't ignore it? Let's go to a Chicago City Council meeting yesterday where Chicago residents were being heard and making it very clear we're being sold out 
especially the poor of Chicago, are being sold out for illegals. All this asylum-seeking lie, all this about refugees, no, no, no. What's happening is they're emptying out the dregs of their jails into the United States, into our communities. They're junking up our country. And yeah, we feel some kind of way about it because it's our country. It's our country. People like Vasquez and them, look how disrespectful they are. Now you just gave that man a resolution for his father's restaurant. And every time we get up and talk, he's working this room. Look at him. Look at him. But he wants his resolution for his father to be respected. Vasquez, Lopez, all of them want their people to be, dis- to be respected. But they can't even give us the dignity for what we built. But them, ain't no question about it. Yeah, Black History Month, the American descendants of slavery. And I want you to know, Brandon Johnson, I understand what Brakemore's saying about we still own the plantation, but what you're looking at right now, this is what a free Negro look like. And I'm telling you, we're going to get our city back, we're going to stand for our people, we're going to get them out of our communities because they don't deserve to be there. Anytime they can't give us three lousy minutes of their attention while we sit here and watch y'all get them all kind of money. And they are giving the illegals money and housing and everything else. And yet there are the many poor in Chicago who are American citizens being denied that. That woman, of course, when she refers to Brandon Johnson, make note of this. Brandon Johnson is a black man. And many members of the council are. That should have no bearing on it except for the fact that she's making it clear you're selling us out. For the illegals and your political career, I guess. And she also restated something that when Trump had said it, he got chastised, almost crucified. He said, we will have every country in the world dumping their dregs of society and their criminals on us. He knew that was going to happen. Cuba, Fidel Castro did it back during the, the boat lift. They were letting everybody out of Cuba that was already in jail. Go to the America. Go to America and destroy their country. And we don't have to bother feeding you and keeping you in our jail cells anymore. That's happening all across South America and other places as well. As Trump said, we're not getting the best of the finest. We're getting some who are poor and who are desperate. That I understand. But our asylum laws are not built on providing jobs. And then you get to all the money that's being spent on them. I'd mentioned to you previously, Chicago and New York have been putting together these cards they're going to give illegals. They can recharge them. New York City has already got it in place. They're right now Democrat mayors and governors across the nation are establishing, earmarking at least $500 million for programs that would include cash payments to individual illegal immigrants. How about you out there listening right now? In New York City, they're going to get a $1,000 card. They can recharge it when it runs out. How would you like something like that for your household and your budget? Oh, you're an American. You don't get it. The illegals will get it. And then you look at just trying to get legal services taxpayer-funded, free legal services for Americans is being sucked up by illegals. Most of the visits to the taxpayer-funded legal clinic here are by migrants. Our clinics are full, and there are waiting lists, and people are turning people away or referring them to other places. Randy Redkin from New York's Legal Assistance Group says so many migrants are asking for legal help on asylum representation and health care access. Now, she says, American citizens who need legal assistance with issues like eviction and insurance have to wait up to 10 weeks. If you ask me, do we need more resources for legal services, I would say absolutely yes. Meanwhile, New York's governor now slamming the situation at the border. It is too open right now. Uh, People coming from all over the world are finding their way through simply saying they need asylum. And New York Mayor Eric Adams saying providing services for migrants will cost city taxpayers $12 billion. But Biden administration officials have blamed Adams' response. It is not an operationally sound effort, one senior DHS official told NBC News. 
they had just slammed the New York City mayor back, saying you're not operationally f- correct in how you're handling what's dealing you're, you're dealing with. Here's the deal. The Democrats in blue cities and states are putting the blame, trying to still put it on Republicans, but they have to know Joe Biden's to blame and the progressives. And Biden and the White House and progressives are now blaming the New York City governor and mayor that you're not handling the situation properly. And then Governor Hogel saying, it's been open too long. It's it's just out of control. And she continues. The Republicans in the state of New York, and there are 10 of them, They have the power to caucus together, march down to Speaker Johnson's office and say, we demand that you do something about the border. Bring it to the floor and we will support it. Use the power that has been given to you because we are being so affected. We have 175,000 migrants who came here. They came here for a better life. They came here for a job. But our city and its resources are absolutely overwhelmed. We need a break. You You need a break? You need a break? New York City, city of 8 million, never sleeps. You need a break? What about all those poor border counties and cities? Again, back to Mayor Hochul and her ridiculous comments. Our city and its resources are absolutely overwhelmed. We need a break. I'm working to get people jobs. They're here. I'm going to make them work and get them jobs. But until then, we need some relief at the border. And those Republicans, even in one state like New York... Ten of them can make this happen. And if they don't, this will be a wedge issue, a forceful issue against them this November as well. So I'm putting them on notice. You broke it. You now own it. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You have no moral ground to stand on and make that statement. You want to solve the illegal issue? It starts with closing the border fully, closing it. Then you can work all the other immigration issues you want to deal with. But you start by closing it. That would help New York City, but they don't want to buy that. Neither does the president and all the progressives. Joe Biden and progressives own and are to blame for the open border policy we have. And, of course, Biden has other issues as well, such as the House impeachment inquiry that's underway. Yesterday, his brother James left the closed-door session with Congress. He was smiling, but there's more to the story. Lawmakers say First Brother James Biden contradicted himself yesterday when presented with evidence he could not refuse. Brooke Singman is here with the details. Hey guys, yeah, James Biden originally claimed he had no involvement in Hunter's business deals, but his story came crumbling down when lawmakers confronted him with a copy of an agreement with his own signature on it. The president's brother says he doesn't remember signing it, but lawmakers are not buying it. Listen. What's your overall assessment of James Biden's testimony today? Interesting. Was it truthful? He contradicted himself. There's this CEFC entity that was paying a lot of money, Chinese connected. Uh, it was going into the Biden family's bank accounts. And he, he tried to pretend as though he didn't know that CEFC was connected to the Chinese government. Yeah. He, he didn't know about it. He comes out smiling as if I did everything okay. I want you to hear from Ohio Congressman Jordan, a Judiciary Committee, and Missouri Congressman Jason Smith, the Ways and Means Committee. This is just with Hunter, just with Jim, because of the power of the brand, the influence with Joe Biden that that would entail. We have numerous WhatsApp messages and emails provided to us by the IRS whistleblowers that show James Biden was intimately involved along Hunter, Tony Bobolinsky, Rob Walker, and others in selling access to his brothers to foreigners. And, you know, again, from the left, you're going to hear, where's the direct proof? Where is the proof? There are bank records. They don't have to rely just on testimony. Now, Hunter Biden is to testify behind closed doors next week. And based on what we're hearing from what James Biden said, basically contradicting himself, I want you to hear from South Carolina Congressman, I'm sorry, uh, Congressman Fry, yes, South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry, on how twisted James Biden got in his own testimony. 
his initial testimony was flat out said, you know, I was not part of any arrangement. And then when presented with the document, and that's just a huge inconsistency. You don't remember signing a document or being part of a formation of a group. Um, but that's really belied by all the evidence we've received so far. We know that payments have been made. Um, he was not aware of $360,000 in payments in 2017 uh, that they were from the Chinese energy company CEFC. But Rob Walker just testified that he was on the phone quite extensively with um, Jim Biden about those payments and that those were directed by Hunter. So, I mean, I think most Americans would look up and say, if $360,000 plop into your bank account, don't you think that if you were unaware of the origination of it, don't you think that you would call and ask, what is this money for? Well, actually, I probably wouldn't call and ask. I'd just say, let's move it to another account before they find it. (laughs) No, he, I just don't, there seems to be, an amnesia problem with the entire Biden family. Maybe we need to reintroduce James. This is Joe. This is your brother. Joe, this is your brother James. Oh, this is Joe's son, Hunter. Hunter, this is your uncle James. Do we need to go through that process again? Maybe. I'm going to have more in the next hour on the James Biden testimony and what is happening after it. Also, we're watching closely and we'll be doing throughout today and tomorrow and for some time now. There are massive outages involving AT&T across the nation today. And in fact, also pharmacies are reporting outages involving some of their efforts to transmit uh, prescriptions and so forth. Florida Senator Rubio warning of a Chinese cyber attack that could be 100 times worse than any of these outages. It would affect your power, and your water. We'll get into that later more in this hour and the second hour. And also in the next hour, Christian nationalist. Christian nationalist. Are you you a Christian nationalist? Well, what does that mean? Is that a slur, a slander? Is it something you should embrace and say, yes, I'm a Christian nationalist? Because here's what's happening. There's an effort underway right now to make Christians feel ashamed to express their religion. You see where this is going? Again, all part of the Marxist, communist doctrine, get rid of religions, destroy families, go after the Jews and the Christians. And of course, you've got the Muslims who live and support Christians and Jews and have no problems with them, but then you have the jihadist Muslims who want to turn on their own people and slaughter their own people if they don't adhere to the strict Sharia law they want to put in place. We'll get into that more in the second hour. Up next, Dr. Rick Lehman, U.S. Center for Sports Medicine, dealing with this transgender biological males competing against women. You and I know, and Dr. Lehman is going to agree, it is wrong. But there's another issue here. It's not just a guy posing as a woman to appear in a swim meet. It's in a wrestling, basketball, rough-and-tumble sport. It's not just wrong. It can be dangerous. Lock and load. Ready on the right. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. Pigeons, they are everywhere, and they're very good at dive-bombing freshly washed cars. Wellington Environmental reminds you, those droppings are more than a nuisance. They can be a major health issue, especially massive droppings on buildings or in parking garages. So who do you call to safely clean it up? You do what many hospitals, universities, public buildings already do. You call Wellington Environmental. Wellington Environmental has been dealing with all kinds of hazards for 35 years. Special people, special skills, special equipment. Wellington gets it done. So to avoid health issues ranging from pigeon droppings to mold to chemical leaks, contact Wellington. 314-644-4930. 644 
wellingtonstl.com. Wellington Environmental, your world cleaner, better, safer. Be well with Wellington. Tim Jones and Chris Arps in the afternoon. Horace, Americans uh, individually have lost over $4,000 in income and over $7,000 where you have a household with both parents working. It shouldn't be, it's the economy stupid. We should just say, stupid! <laughs> it's the economy. <laughs> Unbelievable the devastation that Americans are feeling. Tim Jones and Chris Arps, weekdays at 3.30 on News Talk STL. What if everything you thought and believed to be true about owning and buying your home turned out to be wrong? Straightforward, objective advice on the right way to make the most out of every dollar you put into your home. We're the only country that has one of those. Most other countries, considering like Canada, the U.K., uh, they don't have long-term fixed-rate mortgages like that. They're all variable-rate mortgages. Hmm. HomeWise with Michael Midget, Sunday mornings at 9 on News Talk STL. Great news for my sponsor, Napoli C. And it's no surprise to me, nor hundreds who have dined there. The first time I entered, it was clear Napoli C is unique. The decor, the fish, imaginative cocktails, and of course, Napoli C is right next door to Napoli 3 in St. Charles. Napoli 2 is in town and country. The original Cafe Napoli is in Clayton. And I'm honored to endorse each of them. Visit any of the Cafe Napoli's. This is News Talk STL. Got me waking, bone man. Waking around the fire. I want a little rain of water. But you won't let Jimmy stop, big boy. Can't you hear me when I call? This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Welcome back. There's a story I had not had time to get to because of so many things going on, uh, the least of which obviously would be uh, the massacre and carried out by Hamas back in October. But there have been other items coming to the top as well. So let me go back a couple of months ago, uh, or earlier this month, I should say. A girls' basketball game between two Massachusetts schools, and one of them had a biological male who identified as a female on the court knocked one of the kids down on the other team knocking some of her teeth loose or out and at that point that team was already decimated by some other injuries and now having to continue to battle against this and the other girls on the team were concerned that maybe we're going to get hurt maybe we we should not play anymore and the coach forfeited the game because I didn't want to endanger my girls, he said. Joining us now, Dr. Rick Lehman with U.S. Center for Sports Medicine, an expert on Olympic injuries. He's been an Olympic coach and trainer for years. People like Jackie Joyner-Kersey, for instance, pro athletes, baseball, football, hockey. Dr. Lehman, glad to have you with us again, sir. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me on. And I also want to point out to the audience, you are also my personal doctor, so full transparency. Now, based on the story I was just relating as to what happened in that basketball game, a transgender boy basically had a mustache still playing as a girl on the girls' team and hits a girl so hard, basically knocks her teeth out. Your reaction, first of all? Well, you know, I think this is, this is a lot more of a problem than this one basketball game. We saw it in volleyball where a male uh, transgender spiked the ball and broke a girl's orbit. And uh, we've seen significant injuries in wrestling where, where transgender females who are really males uh, are wrestling real females. And, and, you know, I know that the right thing in, in, on the left side is to see, be inclusive and have transgenders uh, participate in the sport in the sex that they believe that they are in. But, this is just inequality at every level. And, and, and I got to tell you, in, in basketball and wrestling and volleyball, people are going to get hurt. You can't possibly expect a guy, you know, swimming, it's unfair, but no one's going to get hurt. But in, in contact sports and, and basketball, for sure, the contact sport, when you have somebody who's got maybe a foot taller, significant muscle mass, this person has facial hair, 
and is playing as a woman and, and they're in the paint, they're doing a rebound, someone falls on the ball and they fall on the ball and fall on the athlete, someone's going to get hurt and that's exactly what happened here. And this is just going to continue until this ridiculous rule doesn't get changed. And, and Women, we've seen what you're describing in NBA games where pros are out there and they're getting hurt and they're men up against other men. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a violent sport, no matter what anybody tells you. So, uh, again, it, it's just men against boys, and you just can't compete in a physical sport, just like you couldn't compete in track and field or you couldn't compete in weightlifting. You know, the, the muscle mass, the differential in strength, this is going to create injury, and we're going to see this over and over until this gets resolved. And then you have the other girls on the team that were suited up to play. Some had already been, they weren't suited up because they'd suffered other injuries, prior games or whatever. But the other four that were five that were going to be left to play, basically, the bench was that depleted, complained that coach are fearing, telling the coach, we're afraid we're going to get hurt out there. The coach, I think, made the right decision. No question. No question forfeiting the game. First of all, should you even take the court in the first place if you know someone's going to play a transgender male? Um, and, 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 you know, if we take it one step further, Larry, what, why wouldn't I, if I was a coach and I could get males to play basketball, why wouldn't I get all the guys from the males team that didn't make the team and have five transgender males playing? I mean, why not? There's no rule against that. Of course not. And then, then you, of course, you're going to be accused of your being homophobic or something of that nature. You do understand that, doctor. <laughs> You're laughing. There's no question. And, well, no, because, because you know, the left is going to say, hey, we need to be inclusive and we need to – and I'm not – this has nothing to do with politics. This has to – I'm a doctor. I'm going to treat injuries, and I know that there's a disadvantage and someone's at risk. And this coach did the right thing, pulling the kids off the court because, you know, someone was going to get hurt. Someone got hurt, and more kids are going to get hurt. And, again – you know, if, if everybody's hanging around in the paint for a rebound and I stick my elbow in some girl's face and I, and I have a 60 pounds on them and, you know, I'm going to hurt somebody. And who knows? I don't want to say this kid did it on purpose, but, you know, certainly that could be a factor. But, could again, I, I just think for, for long-term resolution, we have to come to some sanity. Well, how does the winning team feel, I wonder? The boys, actually, I should say the girls on the team and the coach, how do they feel about winning that way by a forfeiture because you hurt another player and you're playing someone six feet tall with facial hair against her? Well, you know, i got to think. So So when you talk to teammates of, of Leah Thomas, who she was a swimmer at 10, right. all the other girls, you know, really felt that this, that it was unfair. Her own teammates thought it was unfair at 10. You know, they were obviously freaked out about changing in front of this person because this was a guy and they were girls in the locker room all taking a shower together. And, and they didn't feel it was right that this Leah Thomas should be able to compete. And they felt terrible for the other girls, the other Ivy League teams, etc. So I got to think that the other girls on the team, if they have any heart at all, any empathy, are going to say, you know what, this is a, unfair advantage. I'm telling you what I would do. If, if my girl were on the team with the transgender, I'd pull her from the team or tell her, coach, you do not play that team. Uh, you know, or, or I mean, if, if my girl's on the team that had the transgender, I said, that person does not play or I'm taking my girl out. And I'd encourage every other parent, we just abandon that basketball program. Let them have no program if that's what they want. And you know what? If all teams got together and say, we're not going to play against transgenders, you know, this, this problem would be uh, ultimately solved because the team would have no schedule, and I think that's the right thing. But I have said this for a long time. If someone is going to get seriously hurt in one of these events where you've got men uh, competing against women, and, and again, the reason you have the WNBA and the NBA and everybody isn't all mixed up in pro golf and pro tennis and all these sports, you have a women's division and men's division, is ex- exactly this reason. Now, I want to turn your attention to something else. I don't know how much time you've had to spend on it, but I'm sure you're aware that they had a new study of COVID-19 vaccines looking at nearly 100 million vaccinated individuals, various countries, not including the U.S., and finding various reactions either to the vaccine and our COVID that's not clear, but raising serious questions, especially when it comes to various organs such as the heart. So it's an interesting study, 100,000 people, eight countries, 
and they looked at all of the uh, primarily side effects from the vaccine, and they yeah, found myocarditis. Uh, may I correct you, doctor, with all due respect, 100 million. Yes, 100 million, eight, 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 eight countries, and uh, they looked at all kinds of, uh, you know, side effects, and I think they were primarily from the vaccine, and the big ones were cardiovascular, myocarditis, uh, Guillain-Barre, which is a neurotoxin problem in the brain, and different pulmonary issues, and then, of course, long haulers. And there's no question that there's a significant risk, and we've talked about this before, in getting a COVID vaccine. The, the, the problem is you're not really going to know what that risk is until you've done studies like this, and we gave everybody the vaccine long before these studies could ever be done, so we didn't really know what the real risk was. Sure. And now we're kind of backtracking to find out, hey, you know, when we're seeing myocarditis, we're seeing some of these issues, what is the incidence? And the incidence, is not insignificant. Now, I had a personal friend who's a cardiologist die one week after getting a COVID vaccination. Mm, and he sorry. died, I'm sure, from the COVID vaccination of a heart attack. Really? So, again, absolutely. And I probably had eight or ten patients, and I'm talking about healthy young athletes who had myocarditis and were in the hospital and couldn't com- compete afterwards with heart disease after getting vaccinated. They did not have COVID. So, again, you see this in clinical practice. Well, how's this going with uh, we have various stars and even pro players showing uh, they got a vax, showing their Band-Aid, you know, uh, on behalf of Pfizer or, or BioNTech or who it would be uh, for various sporting events and so forth. I mean, the message is go ahead and get the vax. Everything's going to be okay. Well, you know, it is or it isn't. And, you know, you got Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers and a lot of people Novak Djokovic, who said, hey, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And then you have a lot of people who said, look, I went and got vaccinated and I'm okay. And you know what? The answer is just that. If you have 100 people, maybe 85 of them are going to be okay. Maybe 90 of them are going to be okay. But 10 of them aren't going to be okay. And if you have 100 people who get COVID that are 25, 35, 45 years old, probably no one in that group is going to have a problem. Very rare. So, again, you have to weigh the yin and the yang here and see, is it worth taking the risk of the vaccine? I think initially people should have been vaccinated because we didn't really know, A, how bad COVID was and what the risks of the vaccine are. But as we're seeing more and more evidence that the vaccine has risk, then you have to weigh your options. And, again, I'm not 100% sold that that's okay. I'm looking at, again, a study by the Global COVID Vaccine Study and you mentioned the states, uh, nations, Argentina, Australia, uh, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Scotland. Why would they not include the USA? Is there a reason because Pfizer, Moderna are so public relations oriented here? I'm sure, I'm sure that there was some conflict either with the FDA or some conflict with Big Pharma and they just decided, you know, we don't want to participate in the study. And you know what? Does, does Pfizer really want, or, or any of these, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, do they really want a study to come out and say that there's a higher incidence of complications or side effects from the vaccine, you know, at a late stage? Because, again, it was presented to everybody as two things. One, it would stop you from getting COVID, right. which it doesn't. And number two, um, presented as safe. So, you know, now all of a sudden everybody's coming back and saying, well, maybe it's not so safe. And is reliability on, on the part of these companies for coming out and telling you to get vaccinated. Again, that is Dr. Rick Lehman, U.S. Center for Sports Medicine, located in Kirkwood, Missouri, by the way. Uh, yeah, we need to put an end to that. And, of course, the concern about the COVID vaccines needs to be more examined. But reference specifically transgenders and sex, former NCAA official resigning over this, citing it is wrong. That story coming up. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at Larry Connors USA. I got an email which brought a smile. A woman named Mary wrote me, We are purchasing a new roof from John Beale based on your recommendation. I thanked her then. I do it again now. Mary, I only endorse clients I believe in. And I've been a spokesman for John Beale for 10 years. It's all about trust. So if, like Mary, you need John Beal, trust me. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 
The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training, along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, please visit usdeputy.org. I like supporting local companies that give back to the community. For more than 40 years, Vincent's Jewelers has helped raise more than $1.5 million for local charities. So I'm personally asking that when you're shopping for jewelry, give Vincent's a chance. And in turn, Vincent's will give even more to our community. On Olive, just east of 270. New specials every day on Vincent'sJewelers.com or Vincent's Facebook. News, analysis, opinion. USA, USA. That's a big game, man. She's really losing control. People in China didn't ask me about people mowing each other down in a mall. This is News Talk STL. It is their responsibility. He is a metastasizing agent. We're all keeping a close eye on this. Legal immigration is crazy right now. The United States is not being overrun. News Talk STL. It is a crisis at the border without question. At NewsTalkSTL.com. McGuire Moving will come to your home or office and give you a free, honest appraisal. Not over the phone. That way you won't be shocked come moving day. Really tight budget? McGuire will offer advice that could save you even more money. McGuire, fully licensed and insured, also has climate-controlled storage for you. McGuireMoving.com. It's that simple. Just remember, you're moving anything, anytime, McGuireMoving.com. This is News Talk STL. is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. So going into this break, I was telling you basically about William Bach III. He has served previously with the NCAA as a one-time general counsel for the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, which on for the National Collegiate Athletics Association. He said these policies allowing men to compete as women, he said it's unethical. So he sent a letter of resignation to the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, informing them he will not in good conscience continue to help a group that discriminates against women and harms their interests. In his letter, he blasted the National Collegiate Athletics Association, the NCAA, for its, quote, regressive policies which discriminate against female student-athletes. He said there are a lot of biological development that starts at birth that allows you to maximize testosterone and those changes that you get through development, they don't go away. You're going to reduce performance by a small amount if you reduce testosterone levels, but you're never going to bridge the gap between men and women. It's a ruse to say that testosterone suppression is a level playing field. It is not. He said, I was on this committee supposed to be about ethical sports. This is not ethical. It's discriminatory. And I believe it's a violation of Title IX protections for women. Violating the fundamental tenet of sport, which is competitive fairness. If you don't have competitive fairness, you don't have true sport. Good for him. Stepping out and basically echoing what you were hearing Dr. Lehman say. No biological male can claim that I'm just, even though I've had testosterone suppressed, I'm not any greater advantage over any woman. You're wrong. Now, are there women who can beat men? Yes, there are. But when you get at this level of competition, why why would someone born male decide to compete against women? Because they can't beat other men. That's why. And it is true, schools, parents, 
put an end to it by saying we're not doing that, period. We won't even have the program. Now, I hate to see that because those give young women a chance and guys in their sport to maybe get a college scholarship. But the women are the ones suffering the most. If you put a transgender male into a woman's basketball game or even a swim tournament, as we've seen, or field hockey, women are losing opportunities to go to college on a scholarship because of this nonsense that there are numerous gender identities and you can willingly change your gender identity from birth. It is pure and simple horse BS. I mentioned earlier we've got a massive AT&T network outage across the nation today, started mostly this morning. Outages also involving Verizon T-Mobile cell networks being reported. Uh, they left thousands unable to make calls across the Internet or even reach 911 emergency services, all beginning around 4 a.m. Eastern time today. Most of them were corrected within four hours, but you had them in major cities like Houston, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, Atlanta, and they're still trying to figure out what triggered it. They don't know. They got some ideas, but they're not making them fully clear at this point. Now, against that backdrop, at the same time, let me bring this up, pharmacies across the nation were saying they are aware of outages in wake of what they're calling a cyber attack from outside. They're calling it an outside threat, disconnecting their systems for security purposes. One group, Change Healthcare, said it had become notice, uh, had been aware of it. But pharmacies all across the nation that handle orders and patient payments said we noticed this cybersecurity issue starting sometime yesterday morning on the East Coast, and now it's spread everywhere. You have reason to be concerned? Yes, you do. But while you're working with maybe your phone service is working today, maybe your information has not been compromised via your phone company, or your pharmacy. Here comes this warning from Florida Senator Marco Rubio. He says a Chinese cyber attack, an actual Chinese cyber attack, full-blown, will be 100 times worse than what we saw with AT&T today. He said it would involve your communications, your power, your water, I mentioned before, if you haven't seen it, I still encourage you to see it. I think it's on Netflix. It is one of these films produced under the Obama label, basically, and so I hate it for that point. But the storyline is pretty good as to what would happen if suddenly we had such a hack or something like that take place. It is called Leave the World Behind. And it's not just losing the power. It's credibility in fellow men that comes into play. If you haven't seen it, I do encourage it just for that. Unfortunately, the Obamas and their company are going to make money off of it, but the storyline is worth seeing and taking note of. But Senator Marco Rubio, warning today on social media, he said on Twitter, I don't know the cause of the AT&T outage, but I do know it will be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber attack on Taiwan on the eve of a Taiwan invasion. And it won't be just cell service they hit. It'll be your power, your water, and your bank. <laughs> that will not help you sleep any better tonight. I know that. I got a couple other things that are not going to help you sleep better tonight. I'm sorry to do that to you, but if I don't bring it to you, maybe you're not going to pick it up anywhere else. And I'll guarantee you, if you rely upon leftist controlled media, which is about to be major, major ramped up, you're going to miss a lot of details you need to know for you and your family, your security, and everything you value. But before. We continue. I want to go back to one of the most stupid and finding the most stupid statement of any politician 
is damn difficult. There's so many. There's so many. I could spend my entire two hours playing sound bites of stupid politicians and their remarks. But I want to go back to one we used earlier in this first hour. If you were with us, you heard it then, and you're going to get to hear it again. And it is that that bears repeating again. New York Governor Hochul and her idiocy revealed when we continue. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want to give someone something which they will really enjoy? Give them a Cafe Napoli gift card. You pick the amount, and they pick which of the Cafe Napolis they want to visit. Cafe Napoli in Clayton, Cafe Napoli in Town and Country, Napoli 3 on the streets of St. Charles, or right next door, Napoli C. The Napoli gift card. It's the perfect gift for anyone or your entire office. Cafe Napoli. Cafe Napoli. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. The Republicans in the state of New York, and there are 10 of them, they have the power to caucus together, march down to Speaker Johnson's office and say, we demand that you do something about the border. Bring it to the floor and we will support it. Use the power that has been given to you because we are being so affected. We have 175,000 migrants who came here. They came here for a better life. They came here for a job. But our city and its resources are absolutely overwhelmed. We need a break. You need, you need a break. You need a break because you've got 170,000 illegals in your city. We've had millions come across the border under Joe Biden. And you've got 178,000 that you know of in your city. And you need a break. My God, please quit coming. We're a sanctuary state and a sanctuary city, but not that much. Go somewhere else. And in fact, in New York City, Mayor Adams was putting them on buses and shipping them to other parts of the state. And those mayors got upset. We were told they were coming. And the Biden administration is saying the issue is in New York City is how poorly they're handling it. They're blaming the mayor. And, of course, the mayor is blaming the governor and the president. They're all finger-pointing. No one's going to stand up and take the blame. But what they will do is put into the spin cycle, Republicans broke it, they own it. Republicans did not break it. The border was closed, secure, under Trump. You don't like Trump, that's fine. But just riddle me this. How many illegals came across the border during the Trump years compared to the Biden years? There is no way you can make that comparison. You can hate Trump all you want, but what do you hate worst? Your city's resources and taxpayers and hospitals and schools being swarmed and taken over by illegals who are in need. I'm not going to deny that. But they come into the country legally. That's one thing. And we still illegally allow one million in. But some of them are backlogged now because we're busy processing all the illegals. And the blue cities and states and leadership and progressives think they know what's best for everybody. That includes your children, of course. And you're not needed anymore. We will have to be the saviors, not only of this nation, but this is where we start, but the world at this point. I want to share something with you that was released by the St. Louis Business Journal. The story's been around for a few days now. And I have some friends that are caught in the crosshairs, and I feel for them. I truly do. I know some of them personally. Some years ago, CBS Radio Network decided to divest itself of all of its radio stations. All of them. Yes, that included in the St. Louis market, KMOX Radio. Once the proud, uh, under the proud tutorage of uh, Robert Highland. But of course, they have a group of other stations. Five others total. They got bought over by a group, and then it was changed to a different name of Odyssey is where it is now. And you could say it's been poor management of money and everything else. That's what the Business Journal points out. The bottom line is it's bankrupt. 
Well, coming to the rescue is not a white knight that will be appreciated by those who are concerned with fairness and ethical media reporting. And this is going to put, again, some of my friends in crosshairs. First of all, will they be able to hold their job? Because Odyssey is bankrupt. And again, owning six stations in the St. Louis market. And then across the nation, 200 plus, I believe. In all major markets. And they're a little bit worried about Will there be jobs? But the other bigger worry for me and for you is who's buying them and what direction those stations will be going. If they're sports, they'll probably still stay sports. If they're just doing music, they'll probably do that. But if they're talk radio and they've been leaning more conservative or have been and even preaching against George Soros, George Soros will be the new boss. The Soros Fund Management, privately held, acquiring about $415 million of the Odyssey debt. That's according to U.S. bankruptcy court filings. So it's going to end up owning numerous conservative talk stations across the nation. And the question had been raised the other day, will that be the end of conservative radio? No, it will not. This station, this station is locally owned by two guys who are and run by people who are built on freedom, independence, in this America. George Soros is against every one of those things. As you well know, he often contributes and backs progressive liberal causes, political candidates. The reason we had a district attorney in New York, uh, rather in St. Louis City, and elsewhere, I might add, that was incapable of doing the job, did not do the job, but he's worth $6.7 And on top of that, He's about ready to step aside, and his son's going to take over, and his son is apparently even more progressive, if you could be so, than George Soros. So you have to ask, under that leadership, how many of these conservative voices on these current conservative stations, one will be retained and have a job, and I pray they don't lose their jobs because they have families. Even if they're a liberal, I don't want anyone to lose their job. But in this case, this is a very severe and direct, imminent threat to them and their families. But it is also a dagger into the heart of conservatism across the nation if they're successful. That's why your support, sponsor support for this station, is more important than ever. George Soros has, as I said, $6.7 billion he can dump around the nation into different targets. And uh, no doubt they've been noting which stations are talking against him and critical of not the Odyssey leadership. If they failed, they failed. But the fact that you're getting somebody like George Soros taking over. Let me put it this way. Let me put it as directly as you can completely understand it. Rush Limbaugh was a fixture on KMOX radio for decades until his death. And except for his death, he still would be there. But as of the date Soros fully takes over KMOX and the other conservative outlets across the nation, Limbaugh might just disappear from those stations anyway. You see what I'm getting at? This is a direct attack on conservatives and those who simply want to preserve our nation. Pray for those caught in the crosshairs, be they on their political views and or their financial issues. Coming up, more about the illegal issues. And are you a Christian nationalist? Is that a bad thing? Remember our pledge, one nation under God.